Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks. And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Big show today, season of stars, Victoria Jackson. Remember her from Saturday Night Live, the little bombshell, little blondie. Very oh, charismatic. That's who that is. Yeah. Okay. Now Big animal lover okay. too. Yeah. She'll be joining us as well as Dr. Joyce Brothers. You know who Dr. Joyce Brothers is, right? Or is how could you not? <laughs> if you're over, uh, let's see. How old do you got to be to know Dr. Joyce? She's uh, she's a big animal lover too, but of course she's a a psychotherapist. And she'll uh, tell us a little bit about our relationship with our animals. And that's in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Stacy Cohen working hard in the newsroom. Well, can you imagine going to a zoo, taking your kids and say, oh, we're going to go see the lions and tigers. And you get in there and they're dead. They're stuffed. Huh. That's what the zoo is all about. Well, I'll tell you about a zoo that's like this. And you could just be grateful that you live in America and we have the zoos that we have. Because this is pretty pathetic. I'll tell you about it. Coming up on Animal Radio News. I'll okay. tell you, sometimes yeah. that's not bad. Because <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta, I, I'm going to tell you why. Okay. I went to the Catskill Game Farm when we were kids. And, and the female tiger, um, you know, put her behind to the open cage and sprayed everyone within 25 oh. feet. Like a oh, fire yeah, hydrant. You don't want um, to. You know, and that was my leg. Thing. My leg was part of that, okay? And we lived two and a half hours away. Oh, so. oh my gosh. You always think next to female. You know, bear female, tiger female, human female. I always find you over females. You're just jealous, Vlade. Yeah. Well, yeah. Welcome back, Vlade. <laughs> hey, yes. It was a nice break, guys. Yeah, it sure was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really pissed off some listeners. You, uh... Yeah, I know. Because sometimes people take me, I take it very seriously. And um, I even call the people and uh, explain them I'm a great guy and, uh, you know, yeah, I do, I do. And, uh, you know, this is this is constructive criticism and this is uh, sometimes people take it out of context uh, because I see the world more than just the dogs. I have education in, um, in the business, I have education in social science, and I see the world as the dogs, with the dogs' eyes. And uh, it's all these analogies just to make sense. A lot of people, by the way, is very happy with me, but sometimes people don't. I apologize for that, but uh, just letting them know I'm a very good guy and uh, with the exceptional reputation of getting results. You can't please all the people all the time. Well, I'm going to start yes. listening to what you say now, though, because I, I love America. Uh, that's why I live here, and I think that's why you live here. So, you know, if you're going to start slamming America, I have to kick your ass is what I'm going to have to do. Both yes, Joey and I are going to kick your ass. I'm the very proud American. By the way, I'm not the Russian. And again and again, I apologize if sometimes people misunderstand me. But this is just a constructive criticism to make this great country even much more greater. Okay, whatever. one 405 to get in touch with a dream team. That could include Dr. Debbie, Joy Turner, Joey Volani, or even... Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Maybe he should be Vladi, the world-famous American dog wizard. That's what I'm thinking. Ooh. <laughs> I love you. Tell me, what was the wrong about saying American Mastiff picking on Yorkies and Chihuahuas like Libyan Syrians? Stay away from dealing with a Chinese Akita. Hello. Oh, just let it go there. Hey, uh, welcome, Sue. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Fine, thank you. I understand you want to talk to Vladi, the world-famous American dog wizard. <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> 
Well, um, I just want to say I really enjoy listening to you on the radio. You're very entertaining. But then again, well, thank anyone, you so much. Yeah, well, you made anyone my day. Can train the Detroit Red Wings dogs. You can't be all bad. They, they were wonderful, my clients, and there was the Steve Eiserman and things like that. But now I'm in California. I also train the big guys here and girls here. But, you know, it's a California, so, you know, I just cannot tell you the names. But well, that's uh, all go right. ahead. <laughs> Here's my question I have. Okay, I have a little so. Cocker Spaniel puppy, and I'd like to know oh. what behaviors should I expect from her, and how do I prevent the bad one so she doesn't rule the, the house here Cocker Spaniel hold on so let me just grab the drink hold on oh god <sighs> yes because I need to take a deep breath <laughs> well wow that, that'll yeah. kill anything man <laughs> <laughs> okay look so uh, Cocker Spaniel in my practice I see the behavior problem unfortunately which we're dealing with them it is aggression and the people before you trying to right now send me angry letters to telling me how great your Cocker Spaniel are, uh, just uh, letting you know that I'm telling from my practice. And from my practice, about probably 60-70% of the cases when I see Cocker Spaniel, I deal with, with some type of aggression. So my best advice to you would be, so you already got it or you're planning to get? I already have it. Okay, already got it. Yeah. So as long as you got from the good breeder, and you've seen father and mother uh-huh. because uh, beautiful parents bringing beautiful kids oh. and who was born to crawl will never fly. He may walk. So if you saw those parents and parents are nice, there is a great possibility that your dog will be nice too. When you bring your puppy home, just remember your puppy going for the critical stages of puppy developing. Between 6 and 12 weeks, your puppy must be intensively socialized toward the people and dogs. Be careful about the dogs to such a degree. We spoke about this in Animal Radio with our Dr. Davy. Where's Dr. Davy? She's, she's around? She's we, getting we, coffee. Okay. So uh, I so was pleased with Dr. Davy that uh, she, she supported me that we should not prohibit our puppies' socialization to another dogs. Of course, want to make sure those dogs you know and they're vaccinated and your neighbors, Kathy, your um, relatives, friends, that's fine. That's totally fine. A lot of veterinarians keeping the dogs away from the socializations because they are prehensive from any diseases. But your puppy was drinking mom's milk. Once she drinks mom's milk, she's vaccinated to some degree. So, you know, sometimes you need to choose between bad and worse. And that's what I believe. In the Cocker Spaniel, you have to make sure, socialize, socialize, socialize. Regarding people, bring to your home a lot of people. Create puppy party. Get the pizza. Uh, bring your kids. If you don't have a kids in your family, bring the kids. If you don't have a kids in your neighborhood, take your puppy to the school. Get, stay next to to Toys R Us, not to the pet store, next to the Toys R Us. Have a lot of cookies and ask the people. Handle your, your puppy treats and, and let them petting you. Let them give the kiss and hug to your puppy. From that time, your puppy will be just good. As long as he loves the people and dogs, 
training cocker spaniel it's so simple they are very smart socialization is the key hey thank you so much for having and i know you are listening animal radio a lot look sometimes people misunderstood me i'm saying something between the lines make analogies from politics from different just basically meaning different pac-man policy how it's incorrelated sometimes people take offensive how do you think what is the reason Well, I just think sometimes people need to lighten up. Okay. <laughs> Not take everything, you know, so intensely. And uh, But no, I think you're very entertaining and it's very interesting listening to you on the radio. Thank you so much. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with the Dream Team. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by the grain-free Red Barn Naturals canned food for dogs and cats. It's always made in the USA with natural, functional ingredients to support your pet's optimal health. You can learn more at redbarninc.com. And thank you, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A sleepwalking teen was recently attacked by a shark in his own bedroom. 14-year-old Sam Hawthorne was bitten in the face by a long-dead souvenir shark hanging on the wall of his nautical-themed room. The British teen calls it the most frightening experience of his life. His mother Susan woke up to his screams and ran in to find him with the shark attached to his face. She said it was like something out of a horror movie, complete with blood pouring out. They were both finally able to remove the shark after about 15 minutes. Sam escaped with a small scar and a big fish story to tell. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. It's Alan Cable. You know I love dogs. They constantly make us look at ourselves. This is the best frisbee catching dog on four legs. She's awesome. And this is the best frisbee catching dog on three legs. <laughs> Her name is Macy. Fell in love with her the minute I saw her. She was my perfect dog. She's the only freestyle frisbee catching dog on three legs. She had an accident, and that right front leg had to go. It was heartbreaking for me. She was my perfect dog, and I thought, oh my gosh, she's not going to be perfect anymore. Macy, the dog, doesn't think about being different than she was before. She has taught me so much. She's just taught me acceptance and humility. You know, she sets no limits on herself. Maybe Macy will never be the best frisbee catching dog in the world. No, she's not going to win. She's not going to place. But it's not about winning or placing. It's about the adventure of life. <laughs> That's one of the amazing things about dogs. Macy doesn't think about being different from other dogs. She just thinks about getting that Frisbee. Now, what are most people always doing? I always wonder what's going on in his head. Trying to figure out what's in their dog's head. Like when she runs out of the front door and just starts chasing after people. Dogs get really interested in people that are afraid of them. It brings out their prey instinct. They get excited and they want to chase. And she doesn't hear me saying, come back, Roro, no. Oh, she hears you all right. She thinks you're joining in. And she doesn't respect you as her leader. If something's more interesting than you are, the dog's going to go for it. Unless the dog respects you. And respect has to be earned by giving a dog boundaries, limitations, structure. Stuff like that. Or like when she eats my shoes. You haven't taught her what she can't chew and what she can't. Here's what most people do. You are so sweet. Tons of affection for a dog without having to make them earn it. 
They're questions that have been around for as long as dog owners have gotten dogs and not educated themselves about dog behavior first. Why he might chew a bedpost or why he might eat your socks. The reasons behind these things, which I knew, wish I knew the answers to. You should know the answers to him because he thinks you're playing a game when you chase after him and because you haven't taught him what he can chew and what he can't. Get more tips at AnimalRadio.com. Hi, this is Joy Behar on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pets. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our chicken rolled food as a meal or shred it as a topper. Live at the Red Barn Studios, you're listening to Animal Radio. Here's Hal and Judy. Have Jerry on the phone. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm calling in regards to a, a cat that I had uh, gotten at the Pasadena Humane Society, okay. and the cat is about five years old. Um, it only had one eye, and unfortunately, the cat... Um, he is attacking people for no reason at all. And uh, I went to um, the care center for my arm today, but uh, what I was calling about is I, I didn't know if, if um, the cat would be able, if I should take it back to the Humane Society, but I've already taken it back. Um, oh, goodness. The, um, the cat uh, bit my husband and it bit the back of my daughter's head. Oh, my um, gosh. What were the contacts? When, when when did the bites occur? What was going on in the household? Uh, well, right now, I'm my, do- my daughter is 30, so she lives lives alone. Um, but right now, I'm, I'm living alone right now because we have a home in North Carolina. My husband's I mean, trying to sell that. What was going on was, right before the cats bit the people? What was the cat uh, doing? Me, what were the people well, doing? Well, um, my, my husband was petting the cat's head when he bit my husband's hand. And okay. my daughter was just sitting in a chair, and the cat was on the back of the chair. And um, the cat bit the back of her head. And oh, then gosh. last night I was sitting on the couch, and I was working on my computer. And he, he just lunged at me and uh, grabbed my arm. And when wow. he bit me, I mean, the, the two bottom teeth and the two top canine teeth went way in my arm. Yeah, well, definitely. And, and I, I feel horrible for your situation there and, and having to give that baby up. The, you know, the thing when we look at with cats with aggression, they aren't the same things as dogs. So we always have to kind of throw out all the rules of what we know about dogs. Cats' motivation to bite can be very different. And we always have to look at the context. What is what is the trigger point? What's going on in the environment right before that? And how does that affect the cat? So in some situations, such as when cats are being petted, um, the first thing you realize is, 
cats don't pet each other. There is no, you never see that happening. You see them grooming yeah. and licking, but they never take their hand, touch it, or their little paw, touch another cat's head and run that all the way down their body. It can be too stimulating for cats. Um, you know, they may chin rub, they may groom on the face, but they really don't do a petting behavior to each other. Okay. So when we as humans do that, if a cat has a really low trigger for physical contact, it can set them off. So you have to okay. recognize, at least in that situation, that this kitty does not like extended physical contact and you have to watch for signs that when that kitty's getting upset you, you stop the behavior give them a treat a reward and you you leave the situation and, and we have uh-huh. to set patterns like that now some of those other it sounds like we'd have to get a little bit more in depth with what particularly was going on there you know territories and all of that type of thing really come into play so um you know i guess for future reference you know with kitties that have aggression and behavioral issues i always go to in, environmental uh enrichment um cats on deck and a lot of different things like where we have uh cats Cat trees, vertical height. Cats need that to feel a sense of getting away and feeling safe, whether it's from other people or other cats. Mm-hmm. So we want to give them that. And we want to give them outlets for physical um, activity, hunting behaviors, prey behaviors, so that we take the humans out of that loop. So those might be interactive toys, um, food toys, where we don't just put the food in the bowl. We make them bat around a toy and knock the, the food out of that. And then that's how they spend their day getting food. They don't just walk up to the bowl, eat it, and then say, what am I going to do with myself for 11 more hours of the day um, so just I would keep that kind of thing in mind when we you know get into a kitty that's having these type of problems last night it was 10 o'clock and there was nothing going on in, in the environment I was just calmly w- working on my computer he was sitting next to me and then that's when he he bit my mm-hmm. arm <laughs> Well, I mean, in, in the, a lot of these things, they do take, um, you know, pretty extensive training um, and a lot of lifestyle changes. Sometimes it means bringing a behaviorist into the home. And there are cat behaviorists, and, and a lot of that you can find help either through your local veterinarian or um, different um, behaviorists that might be o- available locally. But that's usually my resource that I, I try to intervene if we can intervene. Now, if there's a risk of physical injury to the humans in the home, I cannot blame anybody in your situation for making a tough decision as you have. Um, but I would just hope to we extinguish all the possible um, uh, solutions here before we get to a point where we have to relinquish the kitty. But um, human human biting, you know, or biting humans is, is certainly a huge problem, and I, I would not want anyone to be in jeopardy in that household. Mm-hmm. Now, I have another question I'm quite concerned about. Okay. Um, I, I uh, went on the, the Pasadena website uh, of couple hours after I took the cat back and they have the cat back up to be adopted and it's supposed mm-hmm. to be quarantined for 10 days mm, okay. and I called and I called the Bassadina Humane Society and they said they would take it off the website and they still haven't done it so wouldn't you be quite concerned about that that they're going to adopt this cat out again when it should be in quarantine for 10 days for biting someone yeah, and that I think I would take up with the um, the actual authorities within the shelter. Um, sometimes, you know, these type of things can be turfed out to other people within the facility, and we want to make sure right. that the the manager of the yeah. facility is aware I of that. I talked to and, the manager. I talked to the manager. Yeah, I asked for him specifically. 
Yeah, and I would also hope that we've you know conveyed uh, to them and that they can convey to potential families that you know we do have some issues to work through with this kitty, and, and we always want to be upfront when we're um, relinquishing a pet or when they're adopting them out. On the other end, is that you know if we've had issues in um, a previous household, um, we want to keep in mind that you know make sure we're not getting yeah. into another situation that won't be um, have the time or the the tools to deal with that. Um, so, well, my best okay. thoughts go out to that kitty, and I hope we have a, a good forever home that they find and. Uh, I'm so sorry you had to go through that. It's very heart-wrenching to have that happen. Yeah, okay. Thank you for your call today, Jerry. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our grain-free rolled food. It's protein-packed with less risk of food sensitivity. Hey, folks, this is Jackson Galaxy. You're listening to Animal Radio. Please do everyone a favor. Spay or neuter your animals today. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, nothing like having a green lawn in summer, but getting that green lawn can be a little difficult, so you have to use a few chemicals to turn it green, right? Well, getting those results is likely causing malignant cancer in your dogs. In the study, researchers identified 263 dogs with biopsy-confirmed canine malignant lymphoma, 240 dogs with benign tumors, and 230 dogs underwent surgeries unrelated to cancer. Well, then they asked pet owners to complete a 10-page questionnaire. What they found is that dogs with malignant lymphoma were 70% more likely to live in a home where professionally applied lawn pesticides had been used. Dogs with a serious malignancy were also 170% more likely to come from homes where owners use chemical insecticides to combat pests inside of the home. So do you do the pup pedicure, you know, where you cut your dog's nails? You know, many vets say they hate to trim toenails. And no, it's not because they have better things to do and can't be bothered with it. It has more to do with stress of the event. By and large, um, many of the canine patients hate having their claws clipped more than any other routine procedure. In fact, injections, blood draws, even that dreaded fecal rod, that would really get to me. If I was a dog and I knew I was getting a fecal rod... (laughs) I would say trim my nails gladly. Anyway, they're far more readily accepted by the average dog than a nail trim. The majority of these patients shake and cower as they get their nails trimmed, and a sizable percentage have to be forced, um, you know, and restrained down. So any pet who gets a nail trim only when it's time to see the vet is receiving a dubiously beneficial service that often only serves to make him more afraid of the vet's office. So vets are saying, you know, Claws grow out within a month and less in many cases. So why don't you go to the groomer? Go to your local pet superstore. Go anywhere except the place where stress should be minimized at all costs. So a good attitude can be preserved when an injury or illness happens. Expecting a vet to do it, it's like, you know, assuming your physician is going to remove the wax from your ears. It's just, it's not the right thing to do. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. The following program is a repeat of an earlier broadcast. You're listening to Animal Radio. Okay, are you there, Dr. Brothers? I'm there. Good. 
We we have a cat that occasionally walks across the uh, engineering board uh-huh. and will press buttons down and. <laughs> Uh, for days, we try is, to figure is out. She union? Is she union? She is union. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Brothers on Animal Radio. It's always good to talk with you, Hal. A few minutes ago, we were talking about uh, what happens when the dog decides to sleep in the bed uh-huh. and uh, decides it wants to stay there all the time. And now you have three people in bed and one angry spouse. Well, I have had that situation in my family long ago. Uh, not an immediate family, but uh, far, far off family. Uh-huh. And uh, the lady had a chow, um, and the dog was very territorial and wouldn't let the husband get to the bed. Uh-oh. So they ended up with two rooms, uh, and then they ended up with a divorce. Oh, really? <laughs> so yeah. She preferred the dog to the husband. <laughs> well, the dog gives you unconditional love and probably doesn't smell as much as the husband. Uh, I don't know, but... Well, what do you do in these kind of situations? Well, it depends totally on uh, whether the dog is a one-person dog, uh, and that makes a problem for the individuals. Um, and we choose our dogs to some extent because of our personality or the kind of dog you like reveals your personality so uh, and then when we pick our mate we want the opposite um, uh, in personality for example a very intellectual person would would, um, see somebody who is just very comfortable in a social situation and uh, envy that person and then feels that if he was able to have that person his, uh, that he would be able to be acceptable in social uh, situations. And she, uh, always wanting an intellectual or wished that she was an intellectual, feels the same way. So uh, they mate. Uh, but the kind of dog you like also reveals your personality. Oh, really? So, yes. And sporting breeds such as pointers and retrievers and setters are chosen by hardworking, conservative, ambitious, loyal, virtuous people. And Airedales and miniature schnauzers appeal to optimistic, friendly, fun-loving people who like to party. And I was interested to know whether or not the truth, I've heard forever, whether uh, pups resemble their owners. And they finally, they finally have done a very careful study at the University of California. Uh, and it was uh, published in a psychological journal. And what they found was that um, they, they photographed dogs and their owners uh, and gathered information about the breeds and how long owners and pets had been together. And then they asked a large number of students to try to match the people to the dogs. And the students were able to match dogs to their owners, but only when the dogs were purebred. Because they found that when people pick a pet, they want one that at some level resembles them. And when they get a purebred, they get what they want. But Uh a non-purebred puppy... You can't tell what it's going to look like when it's when it's full grown, so the resemblance is not as predictable as if you have a purebred. So I've finally put that worry in my mind to bed. Wow. Uh, well, you know, you know how they say if spouses live together for a while, they start to resemble each other. Yes, and apparently they thought that maybe that was true of dogs, but it's not true of dogs because the food is not the same uh, <laughs> as you have with uh, with husband and wife, but. The whole question of, of pets and how they relate to, to couples is a difficult one because uh, there are a number of situations, so many, that there are actually lawyers who specialize in this. When a couple is living together or married and they break up uh, and they don't have children, uh, they fight bitterly if they both love the dog and they fight bitterly and go to court 
mm-hmm. in, uh, over the dog. So there, there's enough of that that they're literally uh, lawyers who specialize in, uh, in, in uh, what happens in court uh, when the two of you can't divide the dog in half. So is there a way for compromise if one person's a cat person and the other person is a dog person? Well, you can get a cat and a dog uh, that get along with one another. I've known many such situations. Not if it's... I was once uh, at a luncheon and the lady across from me, uh, the tears were running down her cheeks and I said, why is she, why are you crying? And she said, she had a little um, bird uh, that was a pet, uh, a quail, and uh, it had a name and it it, uh, it fed and it fed with her dog the the two were very very friendly mm-hmm. and um, and she was very pleased to have them both eating out of the same bowl <laughs> uh, and then unfortunately the bird met up with a, another kind another dog and that was the end of it for the bird mm-hmm. well, it was probably very trusting thinking it was going to get the same it was reaction be fine. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, another thing that I I've found um, not me personally, but found in the re- in the research, is that animals have friends. They like to have friends, pets really? of their own. Cats too. Cats too. They like they they actually have friends uh, that they feel close to, uh, and uh, and and take care of and and. and under certain circumstances. Well, our cat told us that uh, he wanted to have another cat. He wanted a pet, so we got our cat a, a little pet, a little kitten. And then a goldfish. <laughs> and a goldfish. And, then a and a BMW. Goldfish. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Judy, how did your cat let you know that you, that uh, he or was a female cat, male cat? He was a male cat. Male cat. How did he let you know that he wanted a, a friend? Well, he told me he wanted a pet because he doesn't think he is a pet. He thinks he's, he's a child. He's part of the family. He's part of the family, and he decided it was time that we got a pet. <laughs> Are there people that go over the edge loving their animals too much? They're, for instance, I call my uh, cats my children. I do treat them very much like children. Uh, some people look at me a little weird. But the cats don't think you're weird. They have trained you. Yes, they have. <laughs> Is it okay for me to love my animals this much? <laughs> I think the, I think people are looking at you weird anyway. Bob. I don't think it's the animal thing. I gotta say, there's a lot of parallels and similarities between human psychology and animal psychology, huh? Yes, but I'm afraid I'm I'm not in the same um, ballpark with pet psychics. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty easy to psychic a dog or a cat when they can't say no. That isn't when they can't deny it. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you have any pets at home? Yes, we had a little doggy. I sent my daughter and uh, husband out to buy a, uh, a little animal and they came home with the sickest dog you ever saw. It was a little cocker spaniel and my daughter said the other dogs don't need me mommy this dog needs me. Oh. And this dog was sick for every one of the 18 years that it <laughs> oh, <wow>. lived <laughs> and I gave so many speeches to a veterinarian groups for free to get care for this dog. <laughs> <laughs> and finally um uh, one of the veterinarian magazines had a little uh, article which said we should have listened to Dr. Brothers 10 years ago because I was talking about the fact that you needed not only to take care of the animal but you needed to pay attention to the owner because the cost of keeping a dog or a cat well would grow and grow and grow because mm-hmm. there'd be so many things that could be done uh, for animals. And there is. There are so many things that, uh, and you can spend a bundle at the uh, veterinarians. Oh, yes. Doctor, thank you so much for your time. Dr. Joyce Brothers it's on Animal Radio Network. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, Hal. Thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Fido Friendly Magazine presents the 11th Annual Cross-Country Pet Adoption Tour, Get Your Licks on Route 66. Brought to you by media sponsor Animal Radio and companion sponsors Paws and Claws, Blackwood Pet Food, and Zymox. The tour travels from Los Angeles to Chicago from September 7th to October 13th, stopping at shelters along the way to support adoption events and to raise money for the shelters. Advocate sponsors Hands-On Gloves, Tito's Vodka, Rolf C. Hagen, and Buddy Belts, along with community sponsor Doggy Water to Go, help provide great prizes when you donate to spin our giant spinning wheel with all proceeds benefiting the shelter that day. Log on to FidoFriendly.com to learn where the tour stops near you. And who knows, you just might find your new forever friend. Need a fix of the good stuff? Get more Animal Radio with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Celebrating our connection with our pets, it's Animal Radio. one 405 8405 and if you miss any part of today's show, don't forget you can get the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android over at uh, your respective iPhone and Android stores. Uh, I guess it would be the App Store for iPhones. And don't forget on Facebook, if you sign up and uh, like us on Facebook this week, we're giving away prizes every single day this week at Facebook at Animal Radio. And, of course, our tweet, get tweeted to death all the recalls, whatever important information you can use via Twitter and Animal Radio. All good ways to get in touch with us. Uh, we'll head back to the phones in just a couple of seconds. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Kimpton Hotels. If you think your pet's cute, and of course you do, it's just a cute little boy, girl. So enter the Kimpton Hotels Paparazzi Pet Photo Contest. You'll win the ultimate pet hospitality re- weekend for two. Airfare for two on JetBlue. Plus you and the animal. Three-night stay at your choice of Kimpton Hotels, the pet-friendliest hotels across America in cities like San Fran, New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Dallas. If I won that trip, I would probably go to, I don't know, how about... Denver. I have friends in Denver. There's a Kimpton Hotel in Denver, the Hotel Monaco, where pets are treated like royalty. It's raining cats and dogs. Hotel Monaco Denver is just one of over 50 Kimpton hotels that are 100% pet friendly. Find out more about Kimpton and their Kimpton Pets program by calling 1-888-KIMPTON. K-I-M-P-T-O-N. And we go to Joe. Hey, Joe. Where are you going with that gun in your hand? Oh, boy. (laughs) Hey, Joe. How are you? Doing all right. Good, good, good. Regarding about the guns, you know, I have a big gun for you as far as solutions. So, <laughs> yeah, tell me, please, what is the your problem is? Just don't give me life stories, okay? Just straight to the point. How can uh, I stop my dog? I have a two-and-a-half-month-old chihuahua, female puppy. <laughs> what happened today? Old chihuahuas coming in. <laughs> Go ahead. I want trainer to use a cat litter box in my truck uh-huh. and I was just wondering where do we start okay so you would like to housebreak your little chihuahua that's what you're calling me about right but to use a cat litter right right does it work well at this point she hasn't really got anywhere near it she's been using her little puppy pads yeah, and you know why? Because you need, they need to step up in order okay. to go into this. And uh, 
dogs in general, chihuahuas uh, in particular, they are very sensitive to any changes. They, they, they will not make that step. My advice would be not try to force your chihuahua to go in that litter box. I would rather use maybe synthetic grass piece of it. You can put very safe. There are some products, you know, you can even buy from the pet store. It's special, like a synthetic grass tray. But make sure if you get that one, it's got to be very low profile. It's the smaller, the, the, the thinner, the better. You can even go to the Home Depot and get, uh, you know, uh, real grass, like a piece of it, and just put it temporarily somewhere, you know, in your truck. Um, in the corner. But the keys to these things is simple. Or you supervise or you confine. Or supervise or confine. When you take the dog outside, if you want to have, first of all, pee in this particular uh, petting, um, or what you need to do, you need to take first that petting outside when you take some break and bring her to this petting, basically put this petting on top of the grass or maybe cement cement flooring and bring the chihuahua, say, go in the party, go party, go party, go party. Well, she may say, no, I'm not going to go party here. So you have no other choice. You, right. you will need to put her back in the little crate and drive to the next stop. And after that, you will ask her to do it again, unless she does it. Another kind of, I'm not sure how big your truck is, but I try to be very creative. You know, and sometimes I say the smart things, so this is going to be one of them. I would also maybe get little, very little foldable playpen. And okay. I'm going to put... That playpen in the back of your truck, not in the back, I mean the back seat behind you, where you're sleeping. And uh, I would put that uh, piece of the grass, if you don't want to continue pee in the pee pads, which I would think that's not a good idea because you want to transfer it gradually to outside, which is the grass, unless you live in California or, you know, Arizona, where there's no grass almost. Um so I would I would put two thirds of that space with this uh, synthetic grass, and uh, the rest of the the rest of the place will take her crate maybe and some her bowl a dish bowl and toys and she has no other choice she will start to pee in that area. Once she starts to pee in that grass area, you can shift it, shift it like make it smaller, smaller, and gradually transfer it. After that, you can put that stuff outdoors that piece of the grass and she, because once she peed she will set that sand and after she will wants to repeat the same behavior you can transfer outside but that's the key is you got to be consistent you should she should not make accidents or confine her or if you don't want to confine her you can create that little play pin and she will train on her own this is another option okay all right okay my friend and uh, i i will truck drivers my best, best listeners. I love you guys. You never let me down. You never yell at me. You never tell me how bad I am, what I say is supposed to, what it not. So I just love you. All right. Thank you so much. You're most welcome. Bye. Bye now. one 405 8405 you got to love the truck drivers. Definitely. They make America work. And I know how much you love America. Yes, I do. <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. 
Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. You'll roll over with joy for Bike Club, the new Melanie Travis canine mystery by award-winning author Lorian Berenson, amateur sleuth and proud parent of prize-winning poodles. Melanie Travis has a new book club catering to fans of crime fiction. That means when homicide hits her suburban town, this time she has a whole pack of mystery-solving pals to help her collar the killer. Dog lovers won't want to miss this light-hearted, playful caper. Bike Club is on sale now everywhere books are sold. Learn more at kensingtoncozies.com. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks. And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Judy Francis is screening your calls at 1-866-405-8405. I'm Hal Abrams. Good afternoon. Victoria Jackson. Remember her from Saturday Night Live, a little bombshell? little blondie. Now she'll be joining us. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard with those most vexing dog issues. Dog father Joey Volani helping you groom your animal and animal communicator Joy Turner bridging that gap. And Stacy Cohen working hard in the newsroom. We know dog owners do plenty of pampering, but now you may have a new uh, specialty treat option right near you. There's a handful of new businesses that are going after the pampered pet set with gourmet snacks, frozen desserts, even vending machines for dogs. I'll tell you about all these great treats coming up on Animal Radio News. Hey, Steve, how are you doing? Awful. Oh. How about me? What, what's going on with you and your dog? Okay. I have uh, three old English bulldogs that I just purchased. And when you go to pet them, you got to... You get like an oily film on your hands from them. Is this normal? If not, how can I correct this? Well, it's it's not normal, Steve, um, for you to get anything. I mean, the coat should be soft and silky, but you shouldn't get a film. Um, I don't think this is so much a grooming question as maybe a veterinarian question where it could be um, it either could be the food that the dogs are eating. Or it also could be, um, you know, just a general, a, a general skin problem that we see a lot. Now, a lot of times groomers treat it, they'll treat it with specialty shampoos that are um, prescribed by the veterinarian. But what you want to try first is, and, and, and it's, it's actually a human product. It's Neutrogena and it's a, um, mm-hmm. it's a residue remover. You can get it in any drugstore. It's, it's, um, comes in a, um, small clear, um, some package and, um, it's Neutrogena Buildup Remover. Put that on. Now, what that's going to do is going to help dry the coat out. That may work if, um, if, if the, um, if it just needs to be cleaned up once, and then it should not come back after that. If it does, it could be nutritional or it could be some underlining problem. So, um, a lot of times it's easy to clear up, and other times it could be a nightmare. So um, hopefully this is one of those easy fixes that you could just do with the shampoo and, um, and, and, and walk away. Now, if these guys are bulldogs, bulldogs are prone to all sorts of skin disease. So uh, tell me about how they're feeling. Are they scratching? Are they itching, chewing, doing any of that kind of stuff? No. Okay. No, they're, what kind of... They seem pretty normal dogs, happy. Uh, okay. Uh, they got the runs in their furs, oily. Okay. And what kind of food are you uh, feeding? And my, and my, I forgot to tell you that my I, I talked to my wife just a couple minutes ago. She said they smell. They got a smell to them. Okay. All right. Well, and what kind of diet did you say they're eating? Uh, just dry dog food. Uh, well, there's a lot I, of different I, dry dog foods. 
Okay. Well, um, one thing I would certainly address is looking at the diet because um, a good quality diet versus a crappy diet can make a big difference in things like hair coat quality and um, how much oils, um, just the overall health condition in your pet. That can also translate to stool consistencies as well, as well as how well they gain um, and use their energy. So um, that would be one big thing. And I'd look for making sure we're on a good quality diet. If you go down to um, the local uh, discount shopping store and that's where you buy your pet food, I'm going to say that's probably not the best diet you could choose. Um, but that's a whole other conversation. So when, when I do have dogs that are smelly, that are stinky, the number one thing I want to do is I want to get my hands on their skin um, because there's generally something going on there. Now, if we're seeing some greasiness, some oiliness on the hair coat, um, that's great. That's something that I can work with. And I generally will make some slides of that and look under the microscope. I want to know what's going on 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 your doggy skin surface, we can see all sorts of things. We can see yeast. There can be bacterial infections. um, And there can even be things like skin mites that create both an odor and a greasiness. And there's all those different things can cause that. So it's not just one that I'd say I'd zero in on. Um, but that's where getting that, uh, veterinarian to get a good eyeball and maybe a, uh, you know, a finger on the skin and to get some samples of that would be very important. From there, I want to rule out things like mites, which are microscopic parasites. I want to look at allergies. I want to look at those other types of infections on the skin. If we're, if we're dealing with those things, um, then I might look at some other things that we can use shampoo wise. Um, if we have greasy hair coat or what we call seborrhea, I look for medicated shampoos that break up the oils um, that are keratolytic. Um, so those might be benzoyl peroxide shampoos. They might be some that contain uh, sulfur and salicylic acid. So there's different products out there, and there's not going to be a probably an easy thing I can tell you over the phone that would be a simple solution. But I think the solution will start with getting that, those babies to the veterinarian so that we could get some um, idea what other issues we've got going on. Because I'll tell you, most of my bulldog clients... We're, they're regulars because these creatures have a lot of skin disease. All those folds are just little pockets where bacteria and yeast like to hide out. Uh, they're very prone yeah. to allergies, food allergies, all of that. So um, you got your work cut out for you, and, and I would just make sure well, that you're prepared. My wife, uh, she's taken on wanting to be a breeder, and, and she's a registered nurse, so she's She's got to, got you know, has an eye for watching out for the, the, the out of the ordinary. That's great that she's she's very observant. Um, but, you know, this is something you will need a veterinarian to work with her and yeah. with you to make sure that we're not treating her, treating those babies like people because they're very different. Um, I, I don't uh, I don't try to play nursing to myself. Uh, well, I lie. I kind of do a little bit here and there. But I, I always get myself put yeah. in check when I go to the doctor and they tell me I've been doing something wrong. So, um, so but, uh, yeah, that's a, a daunting task breeding bulldogs so yeah make sure you do uh, get some veterinary help with that thank you for your call there steve and good luck with those babies now joey i understand you're going to be talking about hydrating your animal today and i assume this is not beverages giving them beverages this is actually for their skin right this is for their skin and coat yeah this is not this is not drinking um this is drinking through the skin and coat not unlike vlade 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. But, by the way, drinking is uh, important too, but not just the vodka. I'm talking about fish oil, and I'm a great supporter of do both, Joe. Not just your way, but also my way. You'll right see. after the show, I'll join you. You take your fish oil <laughs> with a little vodka, don't you? <laughs> Come on. I mean, that, that's that's okay for your listeners. When it comes to the Russians and submissive role and vodka, they're fine. But when the Vladi telling the truth. That's what makes somebody a bit upset. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. We can drink the fish oil with vodka if you want to. I apologize right now if Vladi ticks you off today because it's, you know, he, it's okay. He, it's okay. He, my Mika will 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 will, will uh, give you that apology. Yes, Mika, my baby. Come on, my baby, my baby. You see, yeah. they're offending me today, Mika. Uh, no, Mika. we're not offending you. We love you because yeah. you. Oh, uh, <laughs> you tell it like it is. You know, you don't hide okay. anything, and sometimes no, that's offensive. You know, a lot of people, they have this little sensor, something that goes between their mouth and their head. So when they think something, it goes through the sensor and then it comes out their mouth. Vladi doesn't have that sensor. He just uh, thinks something and he'll tell you exactly what's on his mind. And sometimes that offends people. But the fact of the matter is, is what he has to say is very important. Now, Plus, sometimes when you translate from Russian into the English, something missing, too. You know, that's yeah. that's another thing. <laughs> By the way, I wanted to say, Joey Volani, how much weight have you lost? I am down 56. Pounds. 56 oh. pounds. Holy 56. moly. That's like all, almost a small child. Yeah, a big small child. <laughs> Regarding about weight loss, guys, I, let me see. My wife is, uh, I'm glad she did not come to me with me today to the studio. And I have to tell you some secret. Um, yesterday I couldn't even locate her in the bed because before when she was in the, yeah, when she was in the bed, it's a kind of mound. It was a huge, huge something. And, uh, you know, what, what she's doing, it's very interesting. She's drinking a lot. It's called pH balance, like, um, uh, pH balanced water. Um, so, you know, when the, when the, when the, uh, water is alkaline, um, it's create a lot of health benefits and one of them is losing weight. It's unbelievable. She tried before so many things and she tried many diets and hormone replacement. Nothing worked unless this. I, I, it's unbelievable. So you can't how find much, her in the bed. Is yeah, what how you're much saying. weight is she lost? <laughs> 20 pounds she lost uh, for great. two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. Are you sure she is in the bed? <laughs> That's what I was. It was a funny part of this matter of fact. This morning I was touching her. Uh, can I say that at least? Yeah. Or sure. I can be hot fired from the radio again? Okay, I touched her through the bed. I touched her, and she just woke up. Why are you touching me? Do you think I'm dead, or what happening is here? I say, I just want to make sure you're still there, you know, because I can't see when you're in the bed. No, I'm seriously, it's just unbelievable. But hey, I've lost almost 30 pounds. Oh, wow. Uh, between the you three of great. you, geez, Thank that's you. a person. Mm. I know. What did you do? Eat right, cut out cheeseburgers and bread. The cheeseburgers will do it every that's time. That's the hardest thing is cheeseburgers to me. I know. And pizza. What's the hardest thing? And french fries. Yes. Pizza, pizza, pizza. I haven't had a french fry for Damn, a month. Damn, I'm hungry right now. I know. Let's <laughs> stop talking this diet. Yes, let's okay. go. Let's, let's answer pizza. some phones. Oh, wow. <laughs> We're going to get a pizza. 1-866-405-8405. And this portion of Animal Radio was underwritten by Kensington Books. When homicide hits her suburban Connecticut hometown, Melanie Travis and her pedigree poodles are back on the case in Bite Club. Cozy up with your furry friend and see if you can figure out who the real killer is. Bite Club by Lorian Berenson is available everywhere books are sold. And you can learn more at kensingtoncozies.com. Thanks, Kensington, for underwriting Animal Radio. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. 
Des Moines resident Clarence Fenton was recently charged with driving under the influence of drugs. His dog's drugs. He's still not exactly sure what happened. Authorities say the phenobarbital that was in his bloodstream when he crashed into a utility pole with his car had been prescribed by a vet. 47-year-old Fenton said he took what he thought were the doctor-prescribed antidepressants when police reports show his car hit the pole. His blood work showed that Fenton had actually taken seizure control pills prescribed for his dog, Saturn. Tammy Noble of the Poison Control Center said the story is more common than you'd think. She said they've had three cases this year. People often take their pet's heartworm medication. Ooh. This would be a good time to remind you to read the labels of any medication you're taking. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Yeah, puppy pads are convenient, but sometimes they're really gross. That's why the Animal Radio studio stunt dog Ladybug uses the brilliant pad self-cleaning puppy pad. We love how it handles number one and number two. It seals away the waste and replaces dirty pads for us. Brilliant Pad keeps our home clean and smelling fresh. All we do is replace the roll once every few weeks. And the process is fast and clean. In fact, Ladybug gives it five paws up. Learn more about it at BrilliantPad.com. This is Animal Radio. Let's head back on over to the phones. This is for Vlade. I believe we have Helen on the phone. Hi, Helen. Hi, how do you do? Doing well. Hi, Helen. Are you the trainer that was on the radio this morning? Yes, I was the trainer who was on the radio this morning. Yeah, you have an accent, so I think you're the... Where where were you calling from? You're on the station. Where where are you from? You're asking me any questions. Are you working for CIA? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, no, I was just curious, your accent. But anyway, I heard you speaking to, um, I believe it was a woman on the phone... Sure. Um, uh, about uh, the dog poop and something you mentioned about a um, coyote rock with coyote urine inside, and then you told yes. her to take the. You were telling uh-huh. her how to train the dog, take it outside, dog okay. poop, and then bring it in, put it in a crate. Uh-huh. Now that's my concern. Why does she need to have it in a crate in the house? Uh, because if the dog is not in the crate, she's going to pee and poop uh, in your house. And dogs are creature habits. And well, why does dandru- she have... Why do, now, this is my concern. It's mm-hmm. against the law to tie up a dog for two hours, and I know that for a fact. Tied I, out? Huh? Did I say... No, I said put in the crate. I didn't no, say no, no, tied no, 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 no. Listen to me. It's against okay. the law to tie up a dog longer than two hours. Where? What do you mean, where? Okay, can I jump in here, Vlade? Because there are a lot of um, different um, communities that have anti-tethering laws. So you don't want the mental frustration of tying a dog to a stake in the yard and making them live in that situation. I I got it. But but who who said you have to tie the dog down? I I don't ever suggest this type of a thing. No, 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 no. I'm not going to say it. No, you got to listen to me first like I listen to you, okay? Okay. this this was my concern. Okay, I had a neighbor that tied the dog when we fir- when they first moved in. These were renters. They tied a dog up, and day and night it was jumping on. All the dogs would come to my house, and I and, and, and I 
I told my husband, all the dogs come to our house, the loose dogs, the ones that are being abused that I didn't know, they all come to my house. I guess I knew I care, and I had my Siberian Huskies, you know. But anyway, the question is, okay, it's against the law to tie up a dog longer than two hours. So this is what I'm concerned about. I live in Riverside, and I know people, they have like five, six, seven, eight, up, up to ten crates in their house, no water, and I've been in their house, no water, no food, until they come back when they're good and ready, and all of a sudden, I come in, and I say, well, why are they in their crates? Well, because so they don't do their mess in the house. I go, why don't you have a doggy door so they could go in and out, and when they go out, they're in a gated area where they could be free to go in and out. That train them that way instead of imprisoning them in a crate because that's even worse than tying them up for for longer than two hours. No, no, no. I respectfully disagree with you, with this. And of course, I'm not suggesting. I never suggest to put this the dog a, in the crate. This is a small travel crate that you would take on a plane. You know, carry yeah. on. Mm-hmm. That's what the, they're, they're putting dogs in in the house, sure. and that is abuse. To me, that's abuse. Yes, anything, anything, if it's for the hours which you're describing, this is the wrong. This is not what's uh, being suggested to the person. And what was suggested to the person, look, you will never be able to fix the things if you never witness when it's happening. If the dog goes back and forth on its own, so you better off just uh, put the dog in the backyard or create some type of the playpen in the backyard and let the dog house break on its own, if that's yes, what you want. Yes, yes. yes. But, that's what you want. But, but imprisoning them, that's like being at the Humane Society. And I've witnessed those stupid. I don't like to give to Humane Societies because I've seen, I've known managers, neighbors that were managers, mm-hmm. owners of Humane Societies, and all the money goes into making it larger, nicer offices and everything. And while sure. the employees and them are getting sticks and rattling the cage, you know, in the cages, I witness mistreating. And then they say, well, you don't say nothing, otherwise I something see. will happen. I see. What, you know, what is your name again? What is your name? Helen what is Wright. Your, oh, I love me. animals and I protect people and sure. animals. And sure. I, 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 and I make a lot of anonymous calls. I mean. No, 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 no. I, I very, I very, I, I got it. I got it. You, you had a very bad experience, which I solely very suggest. Bad experience. Yes. Everywhere I, I go, it's like God. Exactly. Being exactly. But look. But look. Exactly. 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 It should be told they should not leave them in a small crate in the house. That's imprisoning them. That's like having. No, them no, no. You can leave them. Society. It's, it's all about reasoning. If you keep your dog for. Up to two, three hours when you when you cannot supervise, it's nothing wrong about this, okay? Well, you because know what? I think it is because you know what? If you're worried about your keeping your house clean, then you shouldn't have a dog in your house. Then well, you th- this is the this is the difference in opinion. But you know, I, I know. I know it's all about money, okay? The radio station, everybody. This world is all about money, okay? No, all about no. This money. is about it's not the about. money. This is about resolving issues because if the dog will be continue peeing in your home he's going to be euthanized eventually because he will be kicked out of the house he will be in the shelter in the humane society and finally euthanized we need to take the balanced approach we need to take a common sense approach extremes are harmful to the left or to the right and solution is between but look I thank you so much for calling I want, us that's why i don't want to report him anymore because i don't want him to go to the shelter 
Yeah, I know. I know. So you are a very heart-bleeding you know? person. Look, if I could hug you, I would. But, but trust me on that. If you do it properly, professionally, under supervision of professional, and if you're home when you, uh, you know, you are, you are confined the dog, it, it's maybe it can be even playpen. It doesn't need to be the crate. Uh, it could be, you know, different environment. But you gotta supervise your dog. If you cannot supervise, he needs to be, he needs to be confined and uh, not for the long time. Uh, if you leaving the house for many hours, have a pet sitter who will come in and helping you out with this process, take well, the dog I, for a walk. Yeah. That's how I was suggested. But thank you so much for calling. I understand your concern, and it's very legitimate concern. Thank you. Here is today's automotive news story. I'm Nick Miles. Jeep is offering two special edition Wrangler models for 2020, the Wrangler Willys and the Wrangler Black and Tan. Both models are based on the Wrangler Sport S. The Wrangler Willys will be available in 10 colors with an MSRP of 33740 for the two-door version and 37240 for the four-door version. The Black and Tan is also available with an MSRP of 32940 for the two-door and 36440 for the four-door model. For your new Wrangler, check out our reviews at ourautoexpert.com. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. We're close, convenient, and known for our guaranteed everyday low prices and excellent customer service. For professional parts people you can trust, stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices, every day. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, we know dog owners do plenty of pampering, but now you may have a few new specialty treat options right near you. There's a handful of new businesses that are going after the pampered pet set with gourmet snacks, frozen desserts, even vending machines for dogs. Let's start with dessert, because that's my favorite. Doggy ice cream truck. We've got a near Pavlovian response to the sound of an ice cream truck's music. Well, your dog can learn what it means, too. Tiki's Doggy Ice Cream Truck. It's run by a uh, owner of a doggy daycare. It's going to be hitting the streets in Maryland just in time for the warm weather. It's about a buck for a small cup of ice cream. They've got flavors like peanut butter, blueberry, and molasses, and it has no dairy in it. Now, if your dog has a refined palate, in Chicago, you might see Fido to go pull up in a park and around the beaches. Well, they've got plans to uh, launch fresh-baked gluten-free cookies in flavors like beef, venison, and pumpkin. They've got cheese wedges and, of course, every pup's favorite, pup pizza. What else would you get from Chicago? Meanwhile, canine foodies in Florida, they can dine on snacks like Poochie Sushi from the Sit and Stay Pet Cafe food truck. Now, don't tell your dog, but it's really not sushi. just looks like it. And then, of course, a Canadian company has created these dog treat vending machines. It's called Hey Buddy Supplies. They've got everything stocked from food and treats to Frisbees to pickup bags because you never know what you'll need when you're out with your pup. All right. Um, here's something you want to think about. You know, have you ever walked your dog and you'd see people that don't pick up after them? Well, man's fresh best friend can be crappy for the environment. 78 million dogs in America collectively produce, ready for this? Bet you don't know this, 10 million tons of poop each year. Enough to fill a line of fully loaded tractor trailers stretching from Seattle to Boston. According to Duty Calls, their Virginia-based pet waste pickup service. Dog waste contains nutrients, bacteria, and parasites that can contaminate water bodies and make people sick. If you leave it on the ground... Droppings from about 100 dogs over the course of two or three days, that can generate enough bacteria to close bays and other bodies of water in a 20-mile radius. So the longer dog waste stays on the ground, the more it washes into the water and the environment. Pick up after your dog. That's the bottom line. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal 
Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. That's so beautiful. You knew that it hangs because it had a hole there. Thank well, you. Because I love it, and I just didn't. I don't want it sitting on the counter. You know how to do this little tight. Yeah. Hi, Victoria. Hi, is this Hal? Yeah, Victoria Jackson. It sounds like I don't know what you're, we're trying to figure out what you're doing there. Oh, my mom is here because it's my birthday tomorrow, and. <gasps> She's, um, she always fixes my treasures that break, uh-huh. and um, there's this dish that um, Lauren Michaels gave me, and it was broken, and she fixed it. Oh. So I was ooing and aahing. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Now, does she have any special technique? Is it super glue, or is it mother saliva and understand does everything? She can do anything. Oh, the other thing she fixed, because we were cleaning out my garage, was this little hat I got my daughter when she was a baby, and it had a bird on the top, and um, the bird got lost and broken. She she found a new bird and glued it on the top. She's amazing. <laughs> oh, that's great. That, my mother just left everything. Uh, I'd break it, and that was it. It was in the trash, even before it was broken. Listen, I understand every time you have a child that you, you add a, a, a new puppy to the house. No, every time I want to get pregnant oh. and my husband says no, I get a puppy. <laughs> okay, how many puppies do we have now? We all only have three. Okay. And I resisted the urge the other times. Well, that's good. What, what are their names? Okay, well, first of all, well, we've had lots of dogs through our, our lives, of course, and cats and everything. Um, unfortunately, our cats were mauled to death by some wild animal Ooh. and we don't even live in a, a mountain or anything and uh, i'm suspecting it was stray dog or something i don't know huh. we have a really quiet neighborhood and my husband found uh, lucky on our front step our cat mauled to death and i'm glad i didn't see it i couldn't have taken that but anyway um we have first you really thing, brought me down victoria okay well okay you know what edit that out throw that in the garbage can <laughs> that does not exist in happy world <laughs> But in the habit, there's lots of happy world, though. Okay, let's talk about happy world. Okay, first we got Buddy, who's looking at me right now, and uh-huh. he's a Yorkie, and he's gorgeous, and he's the perfect dog. Okay. Okay, I wanted to name him Buster, but my daughter was seven, and it was her birthday present, so she got to name him, and she named him Buddy after Air Bud. Okay, after Air Bud, okay. Oh, yes. She likes basketball. And I wanted him to be Buster after Edith Ann, um, Lily Tomlin's... Uh, monologue. Oh, yes. <laughs> I memorized when I was young by the name of Zeta. But I have a dog. His name is Buster. I, I always kiss him on the lips, but it is not pleasant. But sometimes I'll put mouthwash in his doggy water. It helps. If you love someone, you can kiss him on the lips and you do not have to wash it off. So I wanted him to be Buster, but she named him Buddy, so he's Buddy. Buddy Buster. Okay, and then who else is there? Actually, she did name him Buddy Buster Blue, so I'd be happy. Oh, well, there you go. Why not give Mom a little, you know? Yeah. You know, she's been so good to me. So is, is Buddy the only one? Buddy is, no, no. Buddy is, uh, let's see, he's five years old in human years, and he is very famous. Um, do you want me to tell you yes, about I do. him, or do you want me to tell you the other one? Uh, tell, tell us about him. Why is he so famous? Okay, well, first of all, he is famous because he was on a television program. Wow. Oh called Romeo on Nickelodeon. Mm. It, it's Little Romeo's show, but it's just called Romeo. And I was the nanny at, for uh, 20 episodes, and we went to Vancouver. I talked the 
the director, producer, into hiring Buddy. I said, I think my character, the nanny, it would be funny if she showed up at the front door with a dog. <laughs> you know, pees everywhere. Because, you know, it's funny to me that, you know, you would hire a nanny and she just brings her dog and doesn't even ask permission. It's like bringing your kid to work. Yeah. And so um, he wrote that into the script, and uh, Buddy came with me to Vancouver for five months, and he was an actor dog. He never acted before, and he was so good. I mean, he, like, he would put up with the costumes. They put little costumes on him, like a matador um, costume, with, and, and they made him a bull with horns, <laughs> and they put, like, a cape on him. They, they um dressed him up. What else did they dress you well, up? Was he sag after? That's what I want to know. He, no. No, didn't have his card. No, I don't know if they have a dog card, but he was so good. And um, don't write this, but Master P, who was in the show, tried to scare him. Really? And I scolded Master P really bad, and I think that might be why I got fired. <gasps> But don't put that in there. Because no, this is just between you and you. In fact, yeah. I didn't hear that. I don't, right. I don't even want to know that. I'll tell you that right now. Like, Master P acted like he was going to hit him, and I screamed at him, and I said, how dare you? I said, the reason Buddy's a good dog, no one's ever hurt him or scared him. What are you trying to do? I mean, you're six foot five. Are you nuts? And, uh, and then he, like, looked at me like, how dare you talk to me? I'm the producer of the show. And then I did uh, my karate kick. I did my a karate kick, and I just missed his head, masterpiece head by, like, an inch. And I, and I didn't mean to hit him. I was just, like, goofing around. I said, hey, don't mess with my dog. And I did a karate kick. And so then after 20 episodes, he uh, actually karate chopped me in the neck two times, and it hurt. And I said, why did you do that? And he goes, I thought you knew karate. <laughs> so he's been holding it in for 20 shows. And uh, that might be why I got let go. I don't know. Maybe it's because the review in the paper said I was the best part of the show. But, you know, that's <laughs> off the record. So, so Buddy got let go, too, I take it. I guess it. that's the end of his career, huh? Yeah. yeah. But he didn't want to be an, an actor anyway. So, okay, so we're in the airport, and we're going home. And I'm happy to be going back home. Even though my kids were with me the whole summer, we shot in the summer, so I didn't have to be away from my children. They were with me uh, watching, you know, Buddy and, and brushing him and bathing him so he'd look good on TV. Mm -hmm. And um, in the airport, I was letting him walk on his leash on the moving uh, sidewalk because oh. because I, I'm supposed to have him in his little cage, but I knew he was going to be in the airplane for like 12 hours. Uh -huh. So I thought, I'll let him walk around. It's his last chance to be moving his limbs for like a flight sure. to L.A. and then a flight to Miami. Sure. Vancouver, L.A., L.A., Miami. So uh, we're walking along, and when we come to the end of the runway, instead of hopping off of it, his paw got trapped oh. in between where the moving walkway ends, oh. that little space. And, oh, my goodness, uh, he, he screamed in pain. I, I pulled his foot out. I didn't know what to do, going against the machine. And it, there's blood everywhere all over me. All over him. This and has was, a good ending, right, doesn't it? So then, he, like, we were screaming in pain, and um, and everyone just stared and walked away from us like we were nuts. And then finally some medics came who helped people who might have a problem, and they said, we don't know what to do. And I go, well, what would you do if it was a human? And they're like, I don't know, you know, wrap something around it. Well, Brave Buddy gets on the plane with no medication and this ripped toe pad and... 
sat there quietly for the whole trip home. When we got to Miami, we rushed to the vet who's open all night, and they, you know, gave him painkillers and everything, and he healed, and and he's the perfect dog. We're with Victoria Jackson. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. One more funny thing, buddy. He has um, an eyeball that goes the wrong way. It's, it's a wandering <laughs> eyeball, huh? It's, in, it's endearing. Check out Animal Radio Highlights. All the good stuff without the blah, blah, blah. Browse on over to animalradio.pet. Fido Friendly Magazine presents the 11th Annual Cross-Country Pet Adoption Tour. Get your licks on Route 66. Brought to you by media sponsor Animal Radio and companion sponsors Paws and Claws, Blackwood Pet Food, and Zymox. The tour travels from Los Angeles to Chicago from September 7th to October 13th, stopping at shelters along the way to support adoption events and to raise money for the shelters. Advocate sponsors Hands-On Gloves, Tito's Vodka, Rolf C. Hagen, and Buddy Belts, along with community sponsor Doggy Water to Go. Help provide great prizes when you donate to spin our giant spinning wheel with all proceeds benefiting the shelter that day. Log on to FidoFriendly.com to learn where the tour stops near you. And who knows, you just might find your new forever friend. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A Sacramento couple said they were shocked and confused when their dog received a bill from Verizon Online. Steve Finelli and Sean Donovan said their Lasso Opso named Andy Finelli received a notice in the mail from a collections agency about a bill totaling $142.34. Verizon said the bill was meant for a man named Andy Finelli who lives on the other side of the country. Owner Donovan said, just because there's an Andy Finelli back east doesn't mean you send a letter to Andy Finelli in California. There has to be something else to connect it. AFNI Collections Agency said the confusion may have resulted from the fact that Andy Finelli, the dog, has his own American Express card, which Donovan obtained when it was offered to family members. Donovan said she often takes her girlfriends out to lunch on Andy, the dog. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Fido Friendly Magazine presents the 11th Annual Cross-Country Pet Adoption Tour. Get your licks on Route 66. Brought to you by media sponsor Animal Radio and companion sponsors Paws and Claws, Blackwood Pet Food, and Zymox. The tour travels from Los Angeles to Chicago from September 7th to October 13th, stopping at shelters along the way to support adoption events and to raise money for the shelters. Log on to FidoFriendly.com to learn where the tour stops near you. And who knows, you just might find your new forever friend. Live at the Red Barn Studios, you're listening to Animal Radio. Here's Hal and Judy. A call for Dr. Debbie on line four. No, let's go to line five, okay? We've given given line five no attention today. Sean, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Good, I understand you want to talk to Dr. Debbie? Yeah, I've got a dog problem. Okay. I've got a Chinese pug getting eyesight, getting real bad. I ain't a doctor, but looking at it, it looks like cataracts. Is there anything they can do for that? Or 
potentially. And I guess the first thing is that when when we have a color change to a dog's eyes and they're starting to turn cloudy and kind of white, a lot of times we just kind of logically think they're cataracts, but it's not always the case. So the first thing that I would do is I would certainly want to take a look at your doggy's eyes um, because we can have cataracts form with age. Sometimes even things like diabetes will cause cataracts. But in some cases, we truly can just get an aging in the lens of a dog's eye, what we call lenticular sclerosis. Um, and it's just an aging change. So it isn't always something that is really severe for their vision. Um, and we can even in some breeds see some corneal disease that makes the eye kind of white. And it's a different area of the eye. So it definitely, I'd say, start with a, a vet exam. Let's take a peek at the eye because that, for me, makes a big difference in what we do. Um, and if we do find that your dog has cataracts, um, there are some things to do. One is, yes, there, there is surgery. We can have those removed. It's generally done with a veterinary ophthalmologist. Um, but even short of removing cataracts, there's a lot we can do medically to help manage that and anytime I have a diagnosis of a cataract, I always always want to do a diabetic screening on that pet. So if you have a dog with cloudy eyes and you haven't had them checked at the vet, that is definitely going to get that those car keys in your hand and get a reason uh, to get that pet checked out. Um, but for some pets with cataracts, with time, um, you know they may adjust. If they lose their vision with that, they can get along okay. But we don't tell people to ignore cataracts because there can be some problems that occur besides the vision loss. And that is what we call lens-induced uveitis. So cataracts leak a type of protein into the eye, and that can cause inflammation, which can cause pain, and can really make a pet very miserable. Um, so if we have cataracts, um, in many cases, I will put a pet on a topical anti-inflammatory to Keep that in check. Um, keep those pets comfortable and, you know, then monitor their vision. If there's any other problems where the lens slides out of position um, and luxates out, then we may talk more surgery and things like that. Um, but definitely, there are certainly things to do. Now, I am not a fan of those um, supplements that'll say they'll restore vision, remove cataracts. Um, that's just a bunch of hooey in my mind. Um, so, uh, so, so don't fall into that. But, uh, so I would definitely say, now, do you see, Sean, your, your doggy? having trouble getting around or you're just noticing the color change yeah sometimes uh he's got a chihuahua that he hangs out with and if the chihuahua ditches off from him i think he can see him because he's black you know and he's easy to see but if he veers off and goes off on his own he'll run into stuff and yeah concerned about it yeah, yeah, I'd say definitely. Let's, let's get these eyes checked out. Now, one, you know, following another pet around, but sometimes we'll do what we call a cotton ball test at home. So if you cover one of your dog's eyes and you throw a cotton ball horizontally in front of their eyes, if they notice it and they watch it going by them, then we still have some vision in that eye. If they're not seeing that, then that's, that's going to be something that we really want to check that pet out, see if we've got advanced cataracts or maybe some other causes of vision loss there. Um, so. And Dr. Debbie, a question to you regarding the cataract. If the pets can be also uh, steroid respon responsive, so increase the ocular pressure when you're applying, so uh, steroid drops, you need to check the eye pressure after that, or? they don't. Oh, sure. Well, any dog with cataracts can have a higher rate of developing glaucoma, which is a high pressure in the eyes. So, yeah, we would want to use that kind of medication with monitoring um, and making sure that we do or don't have that type of situation. And sometimes we do get cataracts and glaucoma and all of this on top of each other, and we'll have to manage that with other types of medicines yeah, as well. it's terrible. And also Russians came up with the eye drops by name, L-carnazine eye drops for cataract. I'm not sure. There is a some some research 
which uh, from American side supposedly helping to the pets not sure it works or not yeah yeah well thank you so much for your call Sean I hope that's of some help and and uh, give your give your old guy a pat on the head and, and hope he follows his friend around pretty well around the house there got him a CNI dog right <laughs> you, you got it <laughs> thanks for your call and that's all we have time for today thank you so much for joining us on this fine station remember you can uh, grab us on Facebook at Animal Radio or tweet us at Animal Radio or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android all available. You can call us all week long at 1-866-405-8405 or email us at your voice at Animal Radio. We'll see you next week right here. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio Network.